Welcome back to the Golly Dating 101 podcast, family. This is your boy Tavares. My lovely wife, Safa, will be here for next week's episode. Um, but for you guys tuning in right now, I just want to thank you. Thank you for all the love, the support. Like I mentioned in the last week's episode, we hit a million downloads. You guys are amazing. Um, if this is your first time listening or you've only listened to one or two episodes, I just want to thank you for coming back. Um, thank you for tuning in and you know checking us out. I pray that's something that I say. Um, can bring conviction, can bring change, can bring encouragement. Uh, maybe not so much encouragement, I guess, um, on this episode, but I hope that I can open your eyes to something that the Word of God showed me, you know, which is something, um, it might have been a, an original thought, but I thought it could bless you guys from something that I heard preached at my church. Um, Pastor was just talking about um, Adam and Eve, and I was just looking at it like, yeah, I think we we sin because of where we're located sometimes, not necessarily because of what we're doing. Um, but I think it's so easy for us to fall into temptation because of where we're surrounded by. So today's episode, I just want to talk about temptation by proximity. Yeah, because I believe a lot of you guys, um, yeah, you may have a heart for God, but you're not in the right environment for that that heart for God to grow. Or you may have a desire to want to please God or you're in a relationship um, that's not helping that, you know, because of where you're surrounded by that you're being led into temptation. I think it's very easy for us to have a passion, have a desire and want to do things for God. But we place ourselves in environments or we're around people that will lead us astray. So that's the reason why I want to talk about this topic. Um, hopefully not long, but yeah, I just want to drive home a main point that we can sin because we are too comfortable near certain things. You know, and I know a lot of you guys may may think, okay, yeah, I'm saved by grace. No big deal. You know, I'll be fine. You know, God forgives. Yeah. But at the same time, God forgives, but your relationship with God cannot grow if you're entertaining things that disconnect you from him. And I say that because I believe that your environment can determine your actions. So who you're around can determine the lifestyle that you take. The the Not even just your home, because I know a lot of you don't live in godly homes or have godly parents or have godly friends. But when you surround yourself in an ungodly environment, chances are you're going to produce the fruit of what's around you. Um, you know, it's so easy for us to miss that, but I want us to grasp the fact that when it's up to us, because like I just said, I know many of you guys are not in godly environments because of the situation that you're in. But when it's up to you, um, the friends you keep, the places you go and the things you entertain can determine will your lifestyle please God or not. So who you're listening to will pull you away from Jesus or will push you closer to him. And it's up to us to pray for discernment so that we can know so that we can have God protect us, because a lot of times we think we know what we need. We allow people to convince us of what we need instead of allowing the Holy Spirit to guide our steps. So someone says, hey, you need a relationship. And we think we need one when God was saying, you don't need that yet. We think we need a raise when God is saying, you don't need a raise. I have a different job set up for you. And you're so content being here that you don't even realize what my will is. You know, so easy to listen to other things that'll pull us away from God or get you make end up getting a raise. And yeah, God is good. And you run, you jump, and you shout and dance and X, Y, Z when God is saying, yeah, and that raise now took you away from church, took you away from your family, took you away from serving. You know, so we have to be careful of the things that we are close to. Um, Samson's covenant was only violated because he entertained women that he shouldn't have. 
And I understand God had a plan for him to take down the Philistines, you know, so God, so God used that ungodly desire within him to help him get in a position to destroy the Philistines. But at the same time, Samson's life was going through a lot of chaos and a lot of mess because of the women he were entertaining. So his parents were against it, but that was his desires. So his desires led to his downfall. And Judas probably never considered betraying Jesus, but someone convinced him that the money was worth it. And many of us, we may be in those same shoes that we we never decided. We never thought we'd turn away from God. We never thought we'd be in the sin that we're in right now. But someone convinced us that something was worth it. When reality is never worth it. Sin is never worth it. Sin is never worth turning away from God because sin will overpromise and then will underdeliver. We see in the book of Samuel, I believe that's Second Samuel chapter 12, um, Amnon sexually abused his sister Tamar because he was close to a friend that convinced him that it was okay. You know, so he knew he had an ungodly desire. And because of his ungodly desire, it made him sick to his stomach. Like, I know I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be touching my sister. But he had a friend named Jonadab and Jonadab convinced him, no, 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 no. It's fine. Go after your sister. Here's a plan for you to take advantage of her. I'm, this is in the Bible, y'all. In case y'all think I'm, I'm just reading off a, a Jerry Springer, script, you know, script. No, no, no. This is in the Bible, and he took advantage of her because of who he was around. Convinced them that it was okay. You know. So I want to talk quickly. Um, you know, regarding Eve, but I just want to lay a little foundation there. Um, Genesis two, we see in verse seventeen, God has given Adam instruction. Um, but of the tr- God said sixteen seventeen, and the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eat eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. So we see that God gave Adam a command before Eve was even in the picture, because the next verse is when the Bible mentions that it's not good for man to be alone, so God is gonna make Eve for him. So now we don't know what takes place between Genesis two and three. We don't know what Adam tells his wife between two and three. We don't know why Eve did what she did. But here we are in Genesis three, verse one. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, yea, have God said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Excuse me. And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said unto the woman, you shall not surely die. So here we are. Eve says, we can't touch this fruit. We can't eat this fruit. God never told Eve, you can't touch the fruit. So now um, it's just inferring. Obviously, that could 100% be wrong, but it's possible it's possible that Eve, that Adam told Eve, hey, you know, babe, we should not eat from this tree. God said we're going to die if we eat from it. So don't even touch it. Like, just get away from the tree, you know. And maybe Eve had the impression, oh, if I touch it, I'm going to die, you know, because her husband wasn't clear. That's a story for another day because I'm not even 100%. That's how that went. But it's just a, a thought that could be possible. So God said, don't eat from it. And she thought, okay, if I don't touch it. So now we see that the devil may have happened. You know, he may have convinced her. Just go ahead and touch the fruit. You know what I mean? You're not. Nothing's going to happen. Eve goes ahead and she sees, Bible mentions that she sees that the tree was good for food. Now she's seeing the beauty of it and that it was pleasant to the eyes. And now she's saying, oh, it'll taste good. You know, it's, it's going to taste good. It looks good. 
and a true desire to make one wise. So now it's looking like, oh, everything about this tree is perfect. That's the devil's plan. He wants the one thing God tells you to avoid. He wants that to be the most beautiful thing in your sight. God wants you to stay away from one thing. God gives us access to everything. God gives us access to everything within his will. But the one thing God says to avoid, the sin that God says to avoid, now the devil wants that to look appealing. He wants it to be attractive. You know, so we see that she may have touched the fruit. Let's just say she grabbed the apple off of the tree and nothing happened. And the devil was like, exactly. See, nothing's going to happen to you. So she bites it. And now she gives it to her husband who was with her. The Bible says he was with her. I don't know how far away. I don't know how that, that part played out. But the Bible mentions that she gave it to him. And then because of that, sin entered into our world. But the issue that I have with this is the fact, not necessarily the fact that she was speaking with the serpent. Um, the issue was that she managed to allow him to convince her that what God said was wrong. He managed to get her to question God. So when he very first started, he said, yeah, did God really say you can't eat of every tree in the garden? You know, like he began to question her as question God. And he that's the thing we have to be careful of when we're around people that get us to question God, get us to question the word of God. And I'm not saying we shouldn't have atheist friends or people that challenge us or people that have differing opinions. But I mean, when you say, no, I have to read my Bible to be saved because I need to know about God if I'm claiming to be saved. And the person says, oh, no, you don't have to read about that. Why do you need to read the Bible? You don't have to read that. Oh, well, why do you need to pray? Come on now, it don't it doesn't take all that. Those are the people you must avoid. You know, one of the things I want to point out is that we cannot go to places that God is trying to deliver us from. And I'm not saying that Eve was wrong necessarily because she was around a tree, but the serpent is speaking to her and he's convincing her that the one thing God said you should not eat from, he's showing it, showing her the beauty of it. He's telling her, oh, it's not a problem. You have to stay as far away as possible from sin as you can. If God says you're going to die, then you're going to die. <laughs> and I know people don't think sin will send you to hell. I've heard that in a false teaching uh, recently, um, some viral message, but sin sends you to hell. The Bible still says in the book of Romans that the wages of sin is death because sin separates you from God. Sin is the reason why there is a hell. Sin, the devil is the reason why there's a hell, but sin is the reason why others go there because it was never created for us. But because of our disobedience, because of our sin, we all can end up there. And that's the reason why I'm telling you it's, it's important to stay as far away as sin, stay as far away from sin as possible. And I heard my pastor say this, and I know it sounded like a joke, but <laughs> it was the truth. He said, if you know temptation is on 21st Street, you need to drive all the way on 86th. <laughs> like, don't tell me temptation is on 21st and then you're on 22nd. You're right across the street. You're peeking over. And you're trying to figure out, hey, what they got going on over there? Like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> you know, it's like you're in the mix. You're over here trying to figure out what, you know, what can you indulge in? What can you do? And the God is just like, no, you need to stay as far away as possible. You know, so the goal is to get as close to Jesus as you can, because when you're focused on God, that doesn't leave, a, you You take away the room to desire to sin. You know, every time we have a desire for sin or an urge to sin, it just shows that there's some broken part of our walk with God that we need to improve on. And that's the reason why none of us are ever going to be perfect, not until we're dead, you know, because you always have room to grow. And while you're growing, the devil's still going to be throwing temptation at you. You know, so you have to be careful, you know, because it's so easy to say, okay, it's no big deal. You know, I know temptation is over there, but oh, I got it. I got on the whole armor of God today. 
No, the goal is not to see how close you can get without sinning. There's people that DM us questions saying, how far is too far? Can we kiss and can we touch and can we do this and can we do that? It's not technically sex if it's this. It's not technically it's not technically sin if we do it this way. And it's like, why are you trying to figure out the technicalities rather than seeing how close you could get to God? You know, because that's what the devil wants you to do. He wants you to see sin. He wants you to see the things that God says to avoid. He wants you to view them as appealing. And we have to be careful. You know, because we normally fall into temptation when we try to pretend that we're stronger than we really are. First um, Corinthians 10, 12 in the NLT says this. If you think you are standing strong, be careful not to fall. And that's a verse that I had to learn for myself because it's so easy. Like there were times when it was just like, man, this battle with lust or this battle with, with anger or, you know, whatever, whatever was my issue at the time. Like, man, it's getting outrageous, you know, so. I go on fasting, you know, I'd, I'd avoid social media. I'd put, take myself out of certain environments, you know, whatever. And then I see, okay, growth, you know, I see I'm not repeating the same issues. I'm not repeating the same sins. And then days, weeks, months, maybe even a year goes by and I'm back in the same issue. Why is that? Because I got complacent. So when you get complacent, you lose sight of God. When you get comfortable, you stop seeking God because you think you've arrived, but we've never, we're never going to arrive until we get to heaven. We cannot allow ourselves to get to that point. Whereas we're, we're not seeking God daily. The goal is to seek God daily. You know, and I'm not saying, you know, some self-righteous thing or some, you know, if you didn't read your Bible today, you're on your way to hell. No, that's not the case. What I'm saying is, yeah, you didn't read your Bible today. Okay. Um, but then tomorrow you didn't read it. Then next week you didn't read it. Next month, when you look up and you're in sin, that was because there was a gradual process of not being in God's presence. So when you're not in God's presence, you're more likely to be tempted by something else because the further you are from God is the closer you're drifting towards sin. Yeah. So I just want to make sure y'all are aware of that. You know, we have to ensure, you know, that we're, we aren't getting, managing to get ourselves comfortable, getting comfortable around things that God is against. You know, because there are a lot of people that, yeah, I'm not against, yeah, you're against the sin, but you're comfortable around it. So you believe smoking is wrong, but you're hanging out with the smokers, you know, drinking um, the Bible is against getting drunk, but you're hanging out with everybody drinking, you know, I mean, clubbing ain't that bad. And you're hanging around these people and it's leading you astray, you know, and I know, you know, when I say things like this, people get turned off and people feel as though they're being judged, but it's not a matter of being judged, just a matter of holding you accountable to the word of God, because I'm not the standard. God is. Your favorite preacher on the internet that says whatever they want is not the standard. The word of God is. You know, so I'm just trying to manage to keep us accountable to, to God's will. You know, so never think that you're, you're too spiritual that you can't fall into sin, because David was a man after God's own heart. And he still sinned. Adultery murder, you know, like a lion trying to convince you right that the baby would be his, you know, so it's so easy to love God and still go astray when you're not doing what you need to do. Because when David sinned with Bathsheba, he was supposed to be out the war with the children of Israel, but he stayed behind. The kings were supposed to be there with their people and David was out of position. So when you're not where God wants you to be, you're directly where the devil wants you to be. So if you're not in God's will, you're closer to sin. If you're not fighting the battle that God wants you to fight, chances are you're walking straight towards your own destruction. Solomon, wisest man to walk this earth. Other than Jesus Christ, you're not finding a man wiser than Solomon. And yet with all his wisdom, he still allowed women to lead his heart astray. 
<laughs> it's like, bro, if you were wise, you should have known that one woman was enough. My guy had over a thousand, seven, hundreds of concubines, hundreds of wives, all these girlfriends and side chicks and all this stuff going on. Got his heart led astray despite all his wisdom. So we have to be careful when we're when we're making decisions based solely off of how we feel rather than what God's will is. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So when we look back at Eve now, we see that Eve, the devil probably gets her to pay a visit to the tree that she shouldn't eat from. You know, and I think it's it wasn't an issue that she was around the tree. I think the issue was her motives towards the tree, her motives towards the tree, her thought process toward the tree, because the devil's trying to convince her there's nothing wrong with the tree. It's gonna make you like God. Don't you want to be like God? Don't you want to know some wisdom? No, don't, 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 don't let the devil. He's like, girl, don't you know you're not gonna die? For God knows that in the day you eat this, your eyes are gonna be open. You're gonna be as gods. You're gonna know good and evil. So the devil is like, don't allow God to hold you back. Don't allow that church to hold you back. What what all these holiness standards? They don't want you to be great. Hold on. They 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 complain every time you are in a bikini. They're complaining when you do this. They complain when you do that. That's bondage, sis. That's bondage, bro. Bro, what is that? A concentration camp, bro? That's not. That's not the the Bible requires all that. That could never be me. Now you think that's just your friends being stupid and ha ha. You know you laugh it off. But the more they say it, is the more they're convincing you. You have to be careful who you're around because the same way the devil is in her ear, Eve knew, ah, eat that tree, I'm, you know, I'm going to die. Eve probably thought, touch the, the tree, I'm going to die. She's probably thinking that because of strong personal convictions that Adam set up to avoid the, because you can't eat from it if you didn't touch it, you know? So it was probably strong convictions Adam set up, which is a good boundary, but her ignorance because when you're allowing people in the world to convince you of God's standards, rather than allowing God to convince you of his standards, you're going to fail every single time. Every single time you will fail. And the devil is like, girl, your eyes are going to be opened. You, listen, you're going to be you're going to be like God. And that's what the devil. That's why he got kicked out of heaven, trying to be like God. The devil is telling her, you're going to know good and evil. What does Eve need to know good and evil for? It's just her, Adam and some animals. What does she need to know good and evil from? Yeah, and that's what the devil tries to do. He tries to get you to think there's something you're missing when in reality, you're not missing anything. When in reality, you're listening to someone who's trying to destroy you. You're listening to someone. Yeah, I know many of you, you have these friends and these, these girlfriends and boyfriends. And, you know, you have these people speaking into your life, these family members, and they think they mean well. And many times they do. But they're leading you astray if you're not being careful. Come on now, you you in church again Sunday? You, hold on, y'all y'all meeting up on Mondays? You with these church people again on Wednesdays? Listen, Jesus ain't even in church as much as you, and you, you got these people saying all these silly comments and all these things. And come on, you praying again, bro? We just trying to go to the club, bro. Like lead a Bible, all that is unnecessary. These are the type of things that they're saying to you, and I'm not just making these things up because I know, I know. Trust me, 
out with my Navy boys. And they're like, come on, bro, like chill with all that. You know what I'm saying? We just about to hit the club, you know, and then they try to encourage you to do these things, you know, but trust me, the devil tries to make everything that is bad look nice, you know? So if God delivered you from the club life, you know, delivered you from the strip club, delivered you from this, you really think God is calling you back to that club to go witness? <laughs> God called you out of a lustful relationship. Stay out of the lustful relationship. Stay away from the person. Stop trying to stop checking their Instagram. They're doing fine. They don't need you to check on them, sis. Bro, she's good. Let her move on in peace. You don't need to see any more of her thong pictures talking about fitness progress. No, it ain't fitness progress. It's stop progress. They are leading you astray if you're not comfortable, if you're not careful. You know, so you know y'all broke up because you kept ending up in sin. What's the reason to try to revisit that place? That's what that's what um, the devil did to Eve. He 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 gets her mind to revisit this place. Like, girl, there's nothing wrong with this tree. Look at look how nice those fruit look. Like, look look how beautiful those fruit look. Come on now, you know it's no big deal. Uh, God freed you, but it's okay to go back, man. If you know God freed you from alcohol or drug addiction. The wisest thing to do is to invite people to church when you meet them at Target. Don't be telling me you go into the strip club to go witness the people or you go into the bar to go witness the people. That's where God delivered you from. You better witness to them at Walmart. <laughs> like, like, come on now, man. I'm telling you, the devil is so sneaky. He will make the one thing that God says to avoid. He will make that be the one focus of your heart because he's going to try to pull you out of God's way as much as he can. So I don't know about you guys, but sin, at least the sin that I've circled with, it never looks terrible. It never looks like a bad idea um, to curse somebody out that was rude to you. It never looks like a bad idea to slander somebody's name that was disrespectful. It never looks like a bad um, bad idea to look at that girl in, in, in that, 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 that tight outfit when she walks by. It never looks like a bad idea um, to, gel, um, to be jealous of somebody. It doesn't look like a bad idea to gossip. Sin always looks appealing. It always looks normal. Why not? Why, why? Why shouldn't I? You know, like I think about a McDonald's commercial. No one um, going. No one in these McDonald's commercial is ever going to look obese. <laughs> you know, you ever notice that in these these food commercials, it, despite the food being unhealthy, people just look fit and happy. They just, you know, bada ba ba ba. I'm loving it. They just loving it. You know, the the smokers commercial. They're not dying from cancer. You know, they're, they're just happy with, the, with while they're smoking. You know why? Because the devil wants you to think that it's going to be good to you. But in reality, it's a slow death. You know, so obviously I'm not saying fast food restaurants are sin, you know, nothing like that. But things that are bad for us, you know, they would never be bad advertised as harmful. You know, they're, they're, they're shoved in our face as, oh, it's good. You'll enjoy it. Like everybody enjoys this. Uh, come to the come to this club. Everybody's happy that happy at this club. When in reality, you woke up not sure who you woke up beside because you don't know them. Um, woke up with a hangover. You woke up broke because you spent your last bit of your paycheck on there. You know, so the devil knows how to get us, man. And I'm telling you, we have to be careful as children of God because the devil has been studying you for a long time. He has nothing better to do but to find someone with purpose on their life and to destroy them. So he knows your type and he will send it. That's why I tell people use discernment because people think, okay, well, you know, this person is exactly what I want. He's tall, dark, and handsome. Um, so I know he's God's will. Um, sis, you don't think the devil knew you like tall, dark, and handsome? 
bro, you don't think the devil knew that type you, you, you kept chasing for the last five years. You've been in the same type of relationship. You ain't think the devil knew? <laughs> like the devil knows. So you must have discernment because he will send a distraction that looks exactly like the desires of your heart. James 1 verses 13 through 15 in the ESV says it like this. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted with evil and he himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. So we have to understand and we have to declare over ourselves, over our future. I will not go beside my temptation. We have to say that. We have to believe it because the devil can only tempt you by what you're enticed by. He can't send you round if you like skinny. He's not sending you short if you like tall. Like he's going to send something looking exactly like you, exactly like what you're desiring. And you have to be willing to say, well, I need to avoid my temptation. I'm not going there. So if God says Florida is sinful, please don't tell me you're going to stop by Florida because you need to go to Key West on vacation. No, stay out of Florida and don't go nearby Florida. Don't go to Georgia. Don't don't pitch your tent in Alabama. Listen, if God say the state of Florida is sin, you need to find yourself up in New York. I don't know. You probably need to get a passport and go to Canada or Australia or something. But the goal is to get as far away from sin as possible. Because I don't know about you guys, but it's a dating podcast. So this is the reason why I'm only I'm bringing this up. But this could relate to anything. But did you know that the Bible says to flee fornication? Like. I don't know the Greek and Hebrew for everything, but the Bible says, 1 Corinthians 6, 18, flee fornication. Every sin a man does is without the body, but he who commits fornication sins against his own body. So I don't need to know Greek and Hebrew to know that flee means to run in the opposite direction, not towards the struggle, but away from it. <laughs> you know, so I, I Man, I'm telling you, when I heard my pastor touch on this topic briefly, I was like, listen, I'm about to launch this episode to my godly dating fam because they need to hear it. You have to run away from temptation. Joseph literally ran away from Potiphar's wife. Not like she made a pass, sent a flirty text, and he ignored it. No, he ran. Like in our day, that would be him blocking her. That would be him working somewhere else. That would be removing yourself from the situation. We cannot keep placing ourselves in sinful environments. And obviously, Joseph wasn't, you know, working there, you know, on purpose. It would, God had a divine plan. But I mean, we cannot just try to stay somewhere fighting, you know, because eventually you're going to cave in. The Bible never said to resist sexual temptation. It said to run away from it. Flee it. Flee means to run. Listen, man, I know y'all need to take a break in episode. So, you know, if you need that. Go ahead and take one. <laughs> I won't feel bad, man. Go ahead and do what you got to do. <laughs> but yeah, so what I want to say in regards to being in God's will, because I've already made it very clear, you know, that we need to stay away from things that can put us in tempting situations. But if you want to be in God's will, I'm going to wrap the episode up here. If you want to be in God's will, you must be willing to do these four things. Number one. You have to know God's word for yourself. I'm not saying God never repeated himself to Eve. I don't know. Everything that God has done and said is not always in the Bible. We can only go from what the text shows us because it shows us all we need to know. But God made it clear in his word 
that a standard was given and that was not supposed to be changed. And God never told Eve, don't touch the fruit, don't touch the tree. Because in reality, they probably touched that tree once a day, you know, no big deal. And the devil realized, oh, they're always touching the tree. Let me go deceive her now. Like the issue wasn't touching the tree, just like the issue wasn't always being tempted. The issue was when you cave into the temptation. So we have to know that just like her ignorance led to sin, our ignorance will lead us to sin. Our ignorance will lead us to falling into temptation. So we have to know God's word for ourselves. Because if you don't know truth, the devil just can bring a lie that's, you know, bring a new lie that can deceive you. So the goal is to know truth, to love truth, and to follow truth as much as possible. Because if you don't, you're going to fall into temptation. That's just how it goes. Number two, you cannot surround yourself with people that cause you to question God's word. You want to be in God's will? You want to do a great work for God? You want to please God? You want to hear, well done now, good and faithful servant? Yeah, you need to stop being besties with that atheist that questions your move, with, your walk with God. You need to stop entertaining that parent that belittles your walk with God and allows you to start questioning, is this all real? Because if you cave in, they're never going to believe. You have to understand, man. I know of many people, excuse me, that loved God, and then they ended up leaving his will. They ended up leaving the church because of who they were dating. They ended up leaving, you know, they, they were strong in the youth group. They were strong in the, in the things of God. Then they start hanging around certain friends in high school and college, and now, you know, it's a lost cause. And all we can do is pray that God has mercy and God brings them back into his presence and brings them back into his will. So I don't think it's a sin, you know. Let me be clear. I don't. I really don't think it's a sin if you had a friend that's atheist or you had a friend in different religions. Because I know people are atheists. I'm very cool with people that's actually of Hindu faith. I'm not a many Muslim friends, maybe a couple, but friends with a few people that were of the Hindu faith. And none of them bothered my walk with God. You know what I mean? I actually was hoping to get them in church, you know. But at the same time, if they were stopping me from serving God or they were pulling me away from God, then I know then it would have been time to cut ties. Because the issue isn't necessarily of the people around you, because you can't control the world. The issue is when you're connected to someone that causes you to question a biblical conviction. And now the things that God God does for your protection, they see it. They, they try to make you view it as a prison. And now when God was trying to guard your heart, now they're making you feel like your biblical point of view is a form of bondage. Number three, you must be willing to stop going back to places where you ask God to free you from. God, please, uh, God, me and me and Tyrone ain't going to be having sex no more, please, or whatever. And then you go right back and you, you're in Tyrone's bedroom having, um, laying hands, but you, but it ain't prayer meeting. You know, like, how does that work? God delivered you from a temptation and you go right back to it. That's how we hurt ourselves because we should not entertain our death. That's really what it is. We're entertaining our distractions. You know, so if you said, God, deliver me from this and God does it, don't look back just because you're lonely. Don't look back just because you feel alone or just because you feel desperate at the moment, because that's what happened with the children of Israel. The children of Israel. Yeah, I'm not I'm not going to say they didn't love God. But the problem is when things weren't going as planned, they were saying, why don't you just leave us? Why don't you just leave us there, man? You want you brought us out here to die in the wilderness. And they began to question God and murmur and complain and all these things when in reality, 
God set them free, but because they didn't like the season that they were in, they, they were they would rather be slaves again than be in God's will. And I know that's how many of you are, because I know I've done it. And I know it's very common when times get rough. God delivered you from a lesser relationship and now you're saved or God delivered you from a bad marriage before you got saved or whatever it is. God, God set you free from something. But now when the hormones are raging and it's 11 at night and you don't feel like reading the word of God, I understand. I understand it can feel as though God, well, this isn't working for me. But you can't just cave in. You have to stop desiring the places that God delivered you from. And number four, the last thing you have to do, um, I think this one is probably the most important. Um, you have to join our Patreon. So <laughs> the link will be in our description box of Patreon. Um, you can donate and join our join inside of our ministry where we do our weekly Bible studies. We started um, our weekly devotionals now. Um, there's more in store, some giveaways coming planned. And I know we're going to do a, a big one for the podcast family, but it, it'll be even bigger for obviously for our Patreon family because they support the ministry. So we appreciate you guys for listening, tuning in. I pray that something that I said can pull someone out of sin, something that I said can pull someone out of darkness and bring them into God's marvelous light. I pray that you guys will be blessed, man. If this is your first time, you know, consider staying, listening to some more episodes, share it with a friend. We appreciate the support, you know, so if you're on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and leave a five-star review. And as always, we'll see you next Thursday. Peace.